Hello, it's Greater Gospel Temple, the Church of Praise and Worship. It's Sunday school time by the grace of God. This is Saturday. It is the 12th of September in the year 2020, and I am pre-recording this lesson for Sunday, September 13th, 2020. The Sunday school lesson is entitled and it's uh, based on the International Sunday School, International Bible Study Commentary, and International Bible Lesson. And this is the L.G. Parkhurst Jr. Commentary. And our subject for this Sunday is, there are two, facts about living forever, and how believers in Jesus never die. And we're in John the 11th chapter, the 11th through the 27th verses. The 17th, excuse me, through the 27th verses. And we will go right into our scripture. The 17th through the 27th verses. Then when Jesus came, you know, we've been talking about Lazarus, Mary, Martha. We've been talking about Lazarus. And remember on last week's Sunday school lesson, Jesus was on his way. He told his disciples that they're going back to Bethany because Lazarus was asleep. And so, of course, Thomas said, oh, we'll just go back and die with him because they knew it was a dangerous situation. But Jesus said, come on. He told him, he said, he's sleeping. They said, well, if he's asleep, then that means he must be getting better. And Jesus said, had to just break it down to them and tell them he's dead. Okay. So now we'll get into our, our scripture. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall arise again. Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. That's the King James Version. Our focal scriptures are the uh, 24th verse and the 25th and 26th. 24th verse, Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last day. 
and that has to do with the facts about living forever. Then Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And that has to do with how believers in Jesus never die. So let's get into our commentary. Let's get into our commentary. Because Lazarus was sick, without asking Jesus directly to come heal him, his family sent messengers to tell Jesus that the one he loved was ill. He could have healed Lazarus from a distance as he had healed others instead. Jesus awaited until Lazarus had died before returning to Bethany. Now to teach his disciples and others that he was the resurrection and the life, Jesus wanted to raise Lazarus from the dead in their presence. Now Jesus planned his arrival time and Lazarus had died four days earlier when Jesus arrived outside of Bethany. Some Jews believed that the departed soul would linger near their dead body for three days before departing for the place of the dead and they called it Sheol in the Old Testament which is S-H-E-O-L. Now because Lazarus had been in the tomb four days, those who believed the soul remained near their dead body for three days would have also believed that the soul of Lazarus had definitely departed from the tomb and his situation was indeed hopeless in Sheol. In their minds, hopeless even for Jesus, who many believed could have healed him if he had only arrived sooner. So Jesus had it all covered because he is God. He knows all from the beginning, from everlasting to everlasting. He knows it all, okay? So to distinguish this Bethany from Bethany, where John the Baptist had preached and baptized Jesus and the others, John identified this Bethany as being about two miles from Jerusalem. A Sabbath day's journey was about one mile. Therefore, according to Jewish law, someone could not travel to and from Bethany and Jerusalem on the Sabbath. Jesus ascended into heaven from Bethany. So that's something that they added in there. So Jesus was a dear friend of Lazarus and his family. Jesus sometimes taught and dined in the home of Mary and Martha. Their home was large enough for many to gather to hear Jesus teach. Their family was influential and many Jews came to console Lazarus' sisters, some coming even from Jerusalem, and some of them returned to report Jesus' good deed and Lazarus' resuscitation to the Pharisees and chief priests. So remember how close Bethany was to Jerusalem remember that okay now the Jews considered it a good work to console the family members of one who died one who had died in some cases staying with them as long as seven days therefore most of those who had been consoling Martha and Mary from the beginning would have still been there offering consolation when Jesus arrived no one would have been able to doubt that Lazarus was dead and had been in the tomb 
four days and the situation was hopeless unless Jesus performed a miracle. So when Mary and Martha learned that Jesus was just outside the town, Martha left their guests and went to see Jesus. Martha was a sister who provided food and hospitality when Jesus taught in her home. Martha was the one who asked Jesus to tell her sister, Mary, to help her serve their guests. So Martha went to see Jesus first because she was a constantly active person who learned after Jesus spoke to her in Luke the 10th chapter, the 38th through the 42nd verses, to put Jesus first above everything else. So after Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and before Jesus' last Passover celebration, Jesus may have stayed in Lazarus' home where Martha expressed her devotion to Jesus by serving him and his followers, including Lazarus, dinner, and where Mary expressed her devotion to Jesus by washing his feet. Now, this is a speculation, okay? This is a commentary, okay? And the commentary is to get us to thinking, all right? And to help us to have something to discuss. So until he entered Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, it seems likely that Jesus stayed for a short time in the home of Lazarus. So many people in Jerusalem would have heard that Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead, and many would have come to see both Lazarus and Jesus at Lazarus' home in nearby Bethany. In the few daylight hours Jesus had left before he was glorified by dying on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins, Jesus probably stayed where he could easily be found to heal, help, and teach people. We can imagine Martha and Mary and their family and friends saying, if only Jesus had been here over and over again to each other as they mourned Lazarus' death for days because Mary used the same words when she met Jesus. Perhaps they had also encouraged Lazarus and one, and one another that Jesus would come and heal him before Lazarus died. No one doubted Jesus' ability to heal the sick, and many also knew that Jesus had raised from the dead those who had not yet been buried. Okay, now so this was saying they're saying this is fact the first that he brought back from the grave, the tomb. Okay, so Martha went directly to see Jesus before he arrived at her home, probably because she knew that even though Jesus had come after Lazarus had died, that he could still do something, though she knew not what. She may have had enough faith in Jesus to hope that even now Jesus could bring her brother back to life. She knew that Jesus was a man of prayer and he could ask his father for anything and God always answered the prayers of his son. She expressed her complete trust in Jesus with her few words. Once again, Martha did not tell Jesus what to do. Earlier, when they sent messengers to Jesus, she only told Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. And you can find that in John 11 chapter, the third verse. So she did not tell 
Jesus what she wanted him to do, but of course she strongly implied that she wanted Jesus to heal her brother. In speaking to Jesus, Martha only told Jesus the situation and spoke of the love he had for Lazarus. After Lazarus' death, she really did not know what Jesus could do or what she should ask him to do, but she trusted Jesus to do the loving, right, and wise thing, and she knew God heard his prayers. So I want to interject here. That's why we are supposed to say in the name of Jesus when we pray to God because the only way that God is going to hear our prayer is that we say in the name of Jesus. Jesus is our mediator and we have to go through Jesus to get to God. Okay, so Martha knew that Jesus would pray to his father and his father would give him what he asks for. All right, so we can pray to Jesus, trusting that his father will give him whatever he asks him. And Jesus will always pray and do what is best for us and all concerned. It is always best for us to pray to God as Jesus prayed to his father, not as I will, but as you will. And you can find that in Matthew 26, chapter 39, verse. And we know when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was praying, and he said, Father, if you will, let this cup pass, but not my will, but thy will be done. So Jesus prays, and he said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. All right. So that's how I pray. When I pray to God in the name of Jesus, I also realize that God's will is the best thing for me. So it matters not in the outcome what I pray for because I leave it in God's hands in his will to do what is best for me so in the way that I am praying asking him for something and then I tell him and let him know that God even though this is what I'm asking you for nevertheless not just because I want it I want you to let me have it. I want you to let me have what is good for me. And whatever you think, if this is good or not, whatever you think, let your will be done in my life. And that's how I pray. In the name of Jesus. So because I want his will to be done in my life. And many times, many of us have asked him for something. And he did not let us have that particular thing because evidently it wasn't his will for us to have it and even might not be the time for us to have it even though he might give it to us later on see God works they said he works in mysterious ways his wonders to perform so his timing is not our timing his ways are not our ways but we will understand it better by and by oh yes just pray God that not my will but your will be done this is what I'm asking you for God but nevertheless 
not my will, but thy will be done. And then we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to purpose. If our ways please the Lord, he will give us the desires of our hearts. I know that for a fact. So pray on in the name of Jesus and say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus' words have at least two meanings. When Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Okay. Jesus knew that Lazarus would rise again within the very hour. He knew he would bring life to Lazarus' dead body and return Lazarus' soul to his renewed human body that very day. But Jesus also wanted to raise Lazarus from the dead and make Lazarus' resuscitation a teaching moment for his disciples and for Lazarus, Martha, Mary, their family friends, and all who would believe in him. Jesus knew that Lazarus would eventually die again. That is why we call Lazarus' rising from the dead a resuscitation. But the Bible tells us that he rose. Jesus brought him back from the dead. So you can call it resuscitation. You can call it whatever you want to call it. He was dead and God raised him up again. And they give the explanation of why in here they call it a resuscitation. Raising Lazarus from the dead was a resuscitation or physical restoration, not as a resurrection from the dead of his body never to die again. Jesus is the first person who raised from the dead. He's the first person raised from the dead as a person resurrected from the dead to never die again. So, after Lazarus eventually died again, his risen Lord and Savior would raise him again on the future day of resurrection and Lazarus would never die again. So by raising Lazarus from the dead after four days in the tomb and after his own resurrection from the dead, the followers of Jesus knew that by believing in him, they too would live after they died. They knew that Jesus had the power to raise them from the dead whenever he chose. He has that power. Oh, yes, he does. Jesus led Martha to express her faith in the resurrection of the dead as revealed in the Bible up to the point and time, to that point in time, okay? Now, on the last day, on the last typical day on earth, the dead will rise again. The truth of the resurrection is as essential teaching, it's an essential teaching in the Bible, However, Martha wanted more than the assurance of this truth from Jesus. She most probably wanted Jesus to ask God to raise Lazarus now. This is an assumption, okay? But she did not say that directly. Perhaps her faith in Jesus had not yet grown to the point where she could ask Jesus to do that specifically. But Jesus would do that without being asked. She did not yet know all Jesus could or would do. Jesus told Martha that he did not need to pray because she said, 
Jesus told us, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. So he didn't need to pray to have the power to raise Lazarus from the dead because he himself was and is the resurrection and the life. He could do what he wanted in the situation. Quote, I am, end quote, is the divine name or title for God, the name God gave Moses, and the name Jesus used of himself, especially in the Gospel of John. So in this I am saying of Jesus, he used the title for God and will soon reveal his power as God the Son to create life, sustain life, and raise people from the dead. Jesus did not need to pray at the tomb, but we will soon discover that he did pray publicly for a reason. Because Jesus is the resurrection, he could and did raise himself from the dead after three days in the tomb. After his resurrection, Jesus showed his disciples that he had the divine power of an unending life. Hallelujah. Jesus told Martha and all who learned the truth about him that he is the person to believe in for salvation because he is God, the Word made flesh, the Son of God with resurrection power, and the giver of life. Yes, he's all of that and then some. Before Jesus Christ comes again, Everyone will die physically and their souls will go to one of two places, either to Sheol or to paradise. And that is where I have to come in with some scriptures. Because people say we've all got to go this way. We'll go to funerals. They say we've all got to go this way. We've all got to die. But there's a scripture that tells us that we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. The dead in Christ shall rise first. That means those who died before he came back, they will rise first. And those of us, if I'm one of them, or if you're one of them, who remain here alive when he comes and shows himself in the sky for the great resurrection, then after the dead, the people that are already dead, who are saved, they, after they rise up to meet Jesus, then those of us who are alive will be changed from mortality, from this mortal body to an immortal body, and we will then be caught up to meet him because this flesh and blood body is not worthy, cannot go into the kingdom, cannot make it up there. So we will be changed. But the scripture tells us we shall not all sleep. And I have to find that scripture because I have to prove it to you scripture and you will hear we shall not all sleep that is first Corinthians the 15th chapter and the 51st verse and I will read it it's also 51 through 52 behold I show you a mystery 
We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So that contradicts that, okay? Then 1 Thessalonians, the 4th chapter, 13th through the 18th verses. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning brethren concerning which them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Bye, 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 and bye. Hallelujah. That's First Thessalonians 4, chapter 13 through the 18 verses. And then that is First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the 51st through the 52nd verses. So when they tell you that everybody's going to die before Jesus, when they say, we all got to come this way, that is not true according to the Bible. And if they're reading the Bible and preaching from the Bible, teaching from the Bible, and believing, then they have to believe this. We shall not all sleep, but we will be changed. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I had to put that in there, okay? Because the Bible does not say if the believer, uh, say that everybody is going to die, okay? before Jesus comes back. So if the believer dies before Jesus returns, those who believe in Jesus will live in heaven or paradise with Jesus, the holy angels, and all who love God. Therefore, the believer will never die, meaning eternally, okay? So when Jesus returns, as he promised, all believers in him who have died physically will rise again with resurrected, glorified human bodies, and they will live on the new earth, never to die again. If we live in Jesus, and if we believe in Jesus, then we will never die spiritually, but have eternal life. Believers in Jesus will leave their body behind when they die, but they will go to heaven from where they will await the last days. When we get to heaven, that's it. Now, I told you, I will, when I was recording earlier today in the recording intake, I was talking about the souls under the altar that are waiting. There are some souls under the altar that are waiting, but there are going to still be the graves down here with the dead saints in them. Then there are going to be some, us saints, some, some of us will be left alive. Okay, so I want to read this about the souls under the altar. The souls under the altar. The souls under the altar. Okay, Revelation 6. The souls and the altar. Let me see. 
hopefully they'll put the scripture there's a commentary on that so I need to go back and find the scripture so I can read the scripture to you okay and when he had opened to the fifth seal I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. For the testimony which they held. And then there's a little bit more I want to read here. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So, there are souls waiting under the altar for the last day. Okay, Martha affirmed her faith in Jesus. She believed everything Jesus said about himself. She believed in and completely trusted Jesus. She called Jesus Lord in the divine and kingly meaning of the title Lord. She declared that Jesus was the Messiah the Jews expected to come someday. She declared that Jesus was the Messiah the Jews expected to come someday. She declared him to be the Son of God as Jesus had told Nicodemus in John the third chapter in the 16th through the 18th verse. She believed that Jesus had come from his kingdom in heaven into the world that he created. Soon she would see Jesus visibly demonstrate that he is the resurrection and the life when he raised her brother from the dead and gave him life. Then, after his resurrection, she would see Jesus again and grow even more in her understanding of him. Our God is awesome. He is awesome. And I want to remind you of my song, Shine. I am going to release a video. I haven't started on the video yet, but I'm going to release the video of my song, Shine. I am going to release that video. So I want you to... Treat yourself. Just go to any of the online, the digital stores online. There's Apple, there's uh, Google, all of those. Any one of those, you can get that song. You can get that song for yourself. Okay? And one thing I, I want to hear from you. Let me hear from you. This is Greater Gospel Temple, the Church of Praise and Worship. Our number is two, uh, 469 629 9543-469-629-9543. The email address is ggtchurch66 at yahoo.com. And you can reach me through here, through the podcast. You can reach me through any of my online uh, sources, which is YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay? So you have plenty of ways to reach me. Okay. Now, here are some facts. 
And let me make sure that I'm still recording because this morning it it shut off all me and it never did. Never did. Um, process right. Okay, so I'm, I'm just at 30 minutes, 31 minutes, so let me get this done. So, thank you for your attention. Thank you, thank you. This is very important. This is why we have Sunday School, to learn. This, let me see, Brother Deacon Magnite would uh, have us repeat. This Sunday School must grow and glow, and I must help to make it so. And how do we grow and glow? By learning the Word of God, listening, being taught, and then teaching other people the truth the unadulterated truth the truth how do believers in Jesus never die the Old Testament taught the Jews that when they died they went to Sheol S-H-E-O-L to a shadowy existence in the place for the dead the New Testament translates the Hebrew word Sheol into the Greek word Hades H-A-D-E-S Many Jews, including Pharisees, believed in a resurrection of the dead from Sheol on the last day of human history as we know it. After Lazarus died, Lazarus died, excuse me, in John 11, chapter 24th verse, Martha expressed this belief to Jesus, saying, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Martha had a firm belief in Jesus as her Lord, the Messiah, and the Son of God. Okay, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus believed in Jesus and had received the gift of eternal life for Jesus' promise to all in John 3.16 applied to them. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, and that should be should not perish, okay? But have eternal life. Now I have to go to this. If those of you who listen to me, who watch my webcast and listen to my podcast, know that if something comes up that is contrary to what the truth is, I have to. If God brings it to my mind at that instant, I have to talk about it and straighten it out for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should s-h-o-u-l-d not perish that's in the King James version but have everlasting life now many people in many versions say him shall not perish but that is not true shall is like a surety and assurance shall not but it does not say that it says should not so if you believe in jesus i believe in jesus i should not perish but if something comes along and takes me aside from that i'm going to perish so it's telling us if we believe in him we should not perish because we should be doing what he's telling us to do and living a life he's telling us to live so if we're doing that then we should not perish but if something is in there that's a hindrance to us hey okay all right so it should not s-h-o-u-l-d Make sure you note that in your mind, okay? Now, Jesus teaches more about himself to those who have received the gift of eternal life as they trust, obey, and follow him daily. 
applying the divine title or name I am to himself. Jesus told Martha that he was also the resurrection and the life. Therefore, resurrection was not just a future event. When a believer's body dies, Jesus' divine power keeps them alive. Before the last day, a believer's body may die, but their spirit united with the Holy Spirit will go to be with Jesus in paradise, where they will look forward to receiving resurrected, glorified human bodies at the return of Jesus on the last day. Huh. Okay, and I think I said before, I'll have to deal with that later. Okay, have to deal with that later. How believe how, later? How believers never die. Okay, and facts about living forever. This is Greater Gospel Temple, the Church of Praise and Worship. I love you so much. I love you so much. And because I love you so much, I love God so much with my whole heart, mind, body, spirit, soul, everything that's within me. I want you to experience, if you're not experiencing my life like I live, the joy and the peace that I have, I want you to have that too. And it takes only a few seconds if you repeat after me with sincerity in your heart, and if you're not sincere, repeat it anyway, please, okay? Because we never know what will happen between one second and the other, all right? So here we go. Dear God, I repent of my sins. I ask you in the name of Jesus, to forgive me of my sins and I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Amen. Hey, it's a done deal. Now, what you should do is ask God to lead you to a congregation that has a sanctified leader if you're not already in one or leave someone to you to lead you to that place. If I'm not the person that you want to be uh, affiliated with in worshiping God, that's fine and dandy just so you go somewhere, okay, where you can glow and grow in the Lord and you will gain eternal life because you have asked for forgiveness, you have accepted Jesus Christ, so you're ready, ready for heaven now. But there's a process. As long as you live here on this earth, in this body, you've got to live a saved life. So that's why you don't forsake the assembling of yourself with the other saints of God, which is the manner of us here in the United States of America, okay? So we assemble so we can grow and glow and encourage each other. Learn about living a sanctified life. So don't forsake that. That's a qualification, okay? So that you will be stronger and stronger and learn to live this life like I'm learning to live this life. Even though I've been in here decades and decades, I'm yet learning, okay? So now you're saved by the grace of God. Now you're reclaimed 
by the grace of God. If you were in and then you were out, now you're back in. If you prayed the prayer, all right, if you repented and accepted Jesus Christ again, you're here, you're in, okay? Two, uh, four, six, nine. Six two nine nine five four three, GGT Church six six at yahoo.com. Enjoy, enjoy the remainder of your day, night, evening, morning, whichever it is. But just remember this: I'm available to you because God has made me available.